Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. As uh, we mentioned before the break, the uh, COVID-19 is uh, taking a bite out of uh, a lot of parts of our economy. And one that we haven't really been talking or thinking about a whole lot is the dental industry. Uh, very pleased to be joined today by Weston uh, Lunsford, who is the CEO of Dental Intelligence uh, that provides tools and, and services to a dentist based right here in uh, Utah. Uh, let me just give you a, give you a little background uh, as we uh, wait for Weston. Again, we, we often don't think about uh, the dentist as being impacted by this kind of outbreak. And uh, to me, it's a, it's a real critical thing that they're, they're like all small businesses, and who they employ and how they are employed uh, is uh, is just an interesting thing. And so their ability to to work through uh, is is a challenge to be sure. And so a lot of the dentists are are struggling, not knowing exactly when they'll be able to see patients. Uh, emergencies, the emergency rooms are are stacking up. It's a lot of folks that that don't seem to be able to to get to their dentist uh, in the right way. Uh, I will tell you, there's a uh, there's a great piece in the Deseret News today talking about uh, how this is happening. And it's really interesting that when you look at the the emergency room visits, it's amazing the number that are coming up uh, that are dental related. And so because people don't know how to engage with their dentist, don't know if their dentist is seeing patients at all, those all of those are, uh, are, are things that are ending up in the emergency room, which again is further backing up the system. All right, I think we got Weston on the line now. Weston, you with us? And uh, Weston, thanks for joining us today. Hi, I hey. am with you. Yeah, uh, how are uh, you? Wonderful, good. Thanks for joining us today. So we've just been kind of teeing up a little bit, uh, and you you shared in a uh, in an op ed in the Deseret News today, uh, just a staggering statistic to me uh, in terms of how many people and how often people are showing up at the emergency room for for dental issues. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. We right, right now in our database, we have just, I mean, this isn't, I don't know if it's the largest database, but it's a large one in the industry, and we have over 87 million patients in our database across the country. And about every 12 to 14 seconds, a patient is being seen in an emergency room for an oral health care need today, mm. um, which, which is alarming to us, too. It's also alarming to the dental industry because our dentists are, are struggling right now, and they need to be the ones doing this care um, but most of them have been asked to close their doors. And so with their doors closed, if, if a patient has an emergency dental issue, they go to the, to the dental practice and they see that the signs are closed. And they, the, the struggle is that dentists can do emergency care. I mean, they've been authorized to do that. But, but it's, it's difficult for them to communicate with that with the patients and for the patients to be able to reach out with their dentist. And so it is alarming. Those numbers are huge, and we need to be saving that protective gear in those hospitals for the COVID-19 patients and other health care issues that those emergency rooms should be taking care of when, when the dental practices across the state should be able to handle this emergency oral health care. Yeah, that's, that's such great insight. So for all our listeners, uh, if you do have a dental emergency, you can reach out to your dentist, to your regular dentist. They are authorized to deal with emergency situations. Uh, and as Weston just pointed out, we want to make sure that our emergency rooms are not being overrun or that they're not uh, having to use a lot of that critical protective gear uh, on oral oral issues as opposed to things that are relating to COVID-19. Uh, Weston, you've got a, an extraordinary company based uh, based here in Utah, providing a lot of tools and services uh, to the dental industry and dental practices. Uh, 
uh, I was mentioning just before you came on that uh, we often don't think of a dentist's office as a small business, uh, but it really is yeah. with a, a unique workforce and some unique challenges as well. You know, um, dentistry is large. There's about uh, 200,000 practicing dentists out there in America today, 138,000-plus dental practice doors that are out there, and each one of them have teams averaging between 10 and 20 team members in those in those locations. So they are small uh, business owners. Um, they're also health care providers, and oral health care is not going to go away. This has been a devastating hit to the dental industry, mainly because a lot of the hygiene care that we receive that keeps patients healthy and maintains their health, it's critical to the overall health of the patient. Right. But a lot of those hygiene care procedures are considered elective procedures. They're needed, but they're elective. And so dentists have followed the uh, CDC and, and the American Dental Association order to reduce social distancing and stay home and restrict a lot of those uh, uh types of procedures, and that's, that's played a huge role in them. I've talked to a lot of practice owners over the last um, three to five weeks, and they're scared, and that's okay. I think we're all scared to some extent. We're forced into difficult situations. They're forced into some very difficult situations right now. Many of them have had to furlough their employees. Um, a lot of these small business owners, although they tried to act on the Government uh, Cares Act and the PPP loan, uh, we're not able to secure some of those funds. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to be able to get back when restrictions start do, when they start to come off and they're, they start opening their doors again. They're really trying to figure out emotionally and business wise, financially, how they're going to be able to bring their teams back and, uh, make sure that they can weather through this immediate cost on their practice with the team members coming back into practicing and, and delayed revenue. On average, most practices don't see their revenue from healthcare production for about 40 days after wow. the procedures are done because of the insurances. And uh, so they have to weather through a, a cycle here. But one of the things that can help these small businesses the most, and they need the help, the reality is we need our dentists. We all need them as patients. Right. We don't think about it until our mouth hurts. Until we need it, yeah. The moment, but the moment it hurts, it hurts, <laughs> and we need them. And, and the reality is pre-COVID-19, so if I look at the data before March 16th, there was 44% of all the patients in our dental practices were unscheduled. So out of the 87 mm. million, 44% were unscheduled. It's impossible for them to see all of their patients within the next six months. Now we fast forward to today, we're sitting at 62% of their patients are unscheduled. There is no possible way all of our dental practices are going to be able to see their patients over the next 12 months. Right. It's not going to be possible. So they need to prioritize it. And one of the things that's going to help them the most is making sure if you have any form of dental emergency needs or any form of infections in the mouth, pain in the mouth, that you go to your dentist website, you read their guidelines on how they're dealing with um, emergency dentistry right now, and, and then you reach out to them. Don't go into the hospital for that care. Let's help these small businesses by bringing that business back to them because they are open for that type of dentistry. Uh, that's that's so important. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have uh, Weston Lunsford, who's the CEO of Dental Intelligence, on the line with us. Again, not an area that we've talked a lot about uh, over the course of this uh, coronavirus pandemic uh, but but so important. We've got just uh, 30 seconds left, uh, Weston. Uh, you had mentioned some things that would be 
good for us to help our dentist in terms of just getting engaged, trying to project out a little bit, get some things on the schedule? What else should we be doing? Well, um, the other thing that we need to make sure that we're doing is maintaining social distancing. I mean, I, I think that we all know this, but we have to stop the spread of this virus. And whether what, whatever our feelings are on this, if we don't prevent and slow down the spread of this virus, these small businesses, including myself, I mean, I, I'd like to view myself as a small business, we're, we're going to continue to have to close our doors. Yeah. until this passes. And so the best thing that all citizens, especially here in Utah, can do for the small businesses is maintain social distancing and ensure that we prevent the spread of this virus. But if you have an oral health care need, go to the website. Make sure that you, you reach out to your dentist. They may not be able to answer the phone when you call. Leave a voicemail. Hesitate on the emergency room for a few minutes and, and give him or her time to respond back to your needs. And uh, I'm confident that as we do that, dentistry will be done where it needs to be done by a healthcare practitioner that should be doing that type of care and will free up our hospitals and emergency rooms for those that are, are truly emergencies on other healthcare issues that are out there today. Uh, wonderful. Great insight. Weston Lunsford, CEO of Dental Intelligence. Appreciate your insight there. Appreciate you joining us on Inside Sources today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. There's a great uh, article as well on uh, Deseret.com dealing with that, uh, which is a a great read and some great insight there as well. All right. We're going to go ahead and step aside. Bottom of the hour. When we come back, Herb Scribner is going to join us. You don't want to miss it here on KSL News Radio.